Chapter Twelve of Little Masterpieces of American Wit and Humor, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Little Masterpieces of American Wit and Humor, Volume One, edited by Thomas Lansing Mason. Deacon Marble by Henry Ward Beecher. How they ever made a deacon out of Jerry Marble, I never could imagine. He was the kindest heart that ever bubbled and ran over. He was elastic, tough, incessantly active, and a prodigious worker. He seemed never to tire, but after the longest day's toil, he sprang up the moment he had done with work as if he were a fine steel spring a few hours sleep sufficed him and he saw the morning stars the year round his weazened face was leather color but forever dimpling and changing to keep some sort of congruity between itself and his eyes that winked and blinked and spilled over with merry good nature he always seemed afflicted when obliged to be sober he had been known to laugh in meeting on several occasions, although he ran his face behind his handkerchief and, and coughed as if that were the matter. Yet nobody believed it. Once in a hot summer day he saw Deacon Trowbridge, a sober and fat man of great sobriety, gradually ascending from the bodily state into that spiritual condition called sleep. He was blameless of the act. He had struggled against the temptation with the whole virtue of a deacon. He had eaten two or three heads of fennel in vain, and a piece of orange peel. He had stirred himself up and fixed his eyes on the minister with intense firmness, only to have them grow gradually narrower and milder. If he held his head up firmly, it would with a sudden lapse fall away over backward. If he leaned it a little forward, it would drop suddenly into his bosom at each nod recovering himself he would nod again with his eyes wide open to impress upon the boys that he did it on purpose both times in what other painful event of life has a good man so little sympathy as when overcome with sleep in meeting time against the insidious seduction he arrays every conceivable resistance he stands up a while he pinches himself or pricks himself with pins he looks up helplessly to the pulpit as if some sucker might come thence he crosses his legs uncomfortably and attempts to recite the catechism or or the multiplication table he seizes a languid fan which treacherously leaves him in a calm he tries to reason to notice the phenomena oh that one could carry his pew to bed with him what tossing wakefulness there what fiery chase after somnolency in his lawful bed a man cannot sleep and in his pew he cannot keep awake happy man who does not sleep in church deacon trowbridge was not that man deacon marble was deacon marble witnessed the conflict we have sketched above and when good mr trowbridge gave his next lurch recovering himself with a snort and then drew out a red handkerchief and blew his nose with a loud imitation as if to let the boys know that he had not been asleep 
poor deacon marble was brought to a sore strait but i have reason to think that he would have weathered the stress of it had it not been for a sweet-faced little boy in the front of the gallery the lad had been innocently watching the same scene and at its climax laughed out loud with a frank and musical explosion and then suddenly disappeared backward into his mother's lap that laugh was just too much and deacon marble could no more help laughing than could deacon trowbridge help sleeping nor could he conceal it though he coughed and put up his handkerchief and hemmed it was a laugh deacon and every boy in the house knew it and liked you better for it so inexperienced were they norwood End of section 12